game. A very good evening to you. Well, it's that time again for the Big Kickoff Cricket Podcast. And this evening, it's virtually a full house. I've lost count, actually. I think it's nine people that we've managed to get on, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, in no particular order, we have Durrani, Anred, Mark, Wes, Annie, Ben, Dan and James. And hopefully I haven't forgotten anybody. If I have, I do apologise. Sorry. Um a lot to talk about in the next 30 plus minutes. Obviously, the news came through, I believe it was yesterday, that the IPL, unfortunately, would be uh, put on hold. There is rumours going around and counter rumours that possibly will be held later on and carrying on, etc. Round about September, September time. But obviously, we, we don't know that for a definite fact. I'm going to bring in somebody all the way from India who I'm so pleased that we can get somebody who's actually witnessed, obviously, IPL and what's happening out in India at the moment. Uh, Durrani, uh, good evening to you. How are you? Hi, I'm all right. Um, it's been a mixed season of sport this, this, this year and uh, the IPL promised to deliver a lot. And uh, unfortunately, the BCCI, I would hold to blame botching up the entire operation so just to begin with but yeah uh, it's hopefully the rest of the sports season and sports calendar will go on as you as per schedule yeah i mean can you just sort of update us with the situation what is that what it is really like in india i mean you know not so much just of a sporting point of view but obviously the situation with health and the covid situation out there as well in particular so right now, uh, the situation doesn't look good, uh, especially about uh, New Delhi and Mumbai. Uh, and slowly, Bangalore is getting there. I'm from Bangalore. And um, it doesn't look really great. And uh, for the BCCI to have a multi-venue IPL uh, just doesn't make sense. It's just like a disaster waiting to happen. And they're putting players' lives at risk here. And... Uh, What's more is like injuries. You just don't want to go to a hospital at this point in time because people who just take their loved ones to the hospital with like the most precaution to are coming under attack. And like, I mean, as in they, they're at risk of catching the virus and it's just rampant right now. And just to put things in perspective, uh, the, the IPL last season was canceled when there were 20 active cases in the country, right? And today there are, by official numbers, there are 500,000 active cases at this point. And that is just like the tip of the iceberg. The, the official figures are at least five times that. So, and with that, uh, the BCCI decides to go on with the IPL, even though there were several warning flags uh, before leading up to the tournament, days before the tournament. They didn't have a plan B and they decided to go ahead with it. And, um, there's a lot of vested interests here at the BCCI, uh, especially in terms of having this, this edition of the tournament happen in India, because they had the option of having it in the UAE, 
uh, where it would have been like they would have had three venues, no travel. They would they had a well managed bubble last time around, and um, this time when like situation was is at its worst, uh, obviously with the support of of the Modi government, they want want to go ahead with the whole edition of the tournament, and um, and it wasn't sensible right from the get go. and uh, the situation doesn't look great like if a single player like test positive it's just a pr disaster for the bcci from the beginning and they they wanted to make it seem like they were playing for for the sake of humanity mm. uh but even so they couldn't deliver on it a, a couple of positive cases uh, amongst the ground staff a couple of positive cases amongst the support staff and players and the whole tournament has been thrown out of gear so whatever they tried to promise to deliver upon clearly is fallen well well shot i guess to be fair the ipo under normal circumstances would would generate billions doesn't it i mean it is it is it's that sort of a tournament it is all about the money isn't it at the end of the day um do you feel now is the right time to actually make that decision i.e. yesterday or should they have done it perhaps a week couple of weeks or so ago uh they could have uh taken a decision to like uh have a plan b in terms of at least i mean i'm i'm for the fact that okay the show must go on because i know there's a lot of like uh sadness and like so uh, lots lots of tragedy all around uh indian television is filled with media that's only only like got so much of negative news that's like it's hard for people to get away from all of that right and uh, probably cricket is and the ipl is the one thing that gives people some sort of distraction uh for like 3 4 hours a day and, and when people can just like forget about whatever is going on otherwise it's all all over the news all over the television is just what's happening across the country so many sad stories uh it's absolutely tragic and uh, I, i would have thought that the bcci just to play to uh play to their mass they just they just try to make it seem like they were playing playing for humanity but uh they wanted to play about eight games in each venue they had teams shuttling to four venues at least four cities at least going from west to east uh it was absolutely a disaster waiting to happen there wasn't a really strong bubble last time in in, in the UAE when the IPL was held it the the bubble was managed by a third party uh, team uh they were called restrata i think and they absolutely had trackers they had con- tracing of, of players they had a full fledged operation here you have ground staff like there was a ground staff from the new, from from the ferocia kotla who basically tested positive about a week ago and then subsequently there were four others who tested positive the one person of the ground staff had died uh, it succumbed to succumbed to the virus and even so like uh, it's just not possible they don't know they're not not everybody is in a bubble and if players are traveling apparently there were players who were getting food delivered from to their hotels it's just a complete breach of the bubble it's um, not at all professional the bcci has a billion dollar product here and they're not like handling the situation or you know managing the situation like it's a billion dollar product mm-hmm. like just i just have to just like take to the nba and how they did the they uh, conducted a complete season uh, last year when it was postponed and like they managed to like spend close to 200 million dollars in managing a bubble in disney world and uh, they had 22 teams they had close to like over 100 games happening in 
in the space of like two months and they delivered the entire tournament very very professionally and they had zero tested uh, zero cases of, of COVID-19 in in the entire duration of the tournament which is just like a parallel just like which you can draw like and if the government in India is handling the situation poorly like I think the BCCI is not far behind mm. and uh, there are people who are responsible like the BCCI president uh, the governing council, uh, the BCCI secretary, who happens to be the home minister's son. Um, it, it's just endless. Uh, and it's really, really uh, disappointing that the BCCI has uh, brought the game to this level. Mm-hmm. I'll come back to you. Thanks for that fascinating insight live from India, uh, Durrani. It's the Big Kickoff Cricket Podcast. Uh, you can find us on the Big Kickoff dot com uh ben ben koski i know ben's been covering quite a bit of the ipl ben um in particular i know you're doing quite a bit and an excellent job it has to be said uh, for sky as well when you've been writing about the ipl um what's your take on the situation i mean do you feel that this should have been this decision should have been dealt with earlier or what's your take on it well i think look it's very interesting to hear uh durrani's first-hand perspective on on the situation um i mean I, I i'm sort of mindful of of course last year the tournament had to be postponed and then moved to the uae and um and it seemed to work quite well to be honest um and uh, and of course the big problem this year is is that you have the world t20 scheduled so they're saying it's going to be very difficult to to fit it into the to the calendar um I have a feeling they will find a way um, because I think it's too lucrative for them not to find a way to complete it. Um, we're roughly halfway through the tournament. Um, and it's also interesting, I, I think, that the perspective that, that's saying, you know, it, it gives people in, in India something to distract them um, for three, four hours every day, which, which I think is very, very important. You know, you compare that with... The situation we had here in the UK um, last year with Project Restart when, when football um, began again, which I think there was a, certainly an argument for saying this this is really important for, for fans, for, for people to just have something to focus on. So I think from, I mean, from a cricketing point of view, it's obviously hugely disappointing um, because I think it was shaping up to be really interesting tournament. We saw some, some teams who have not, shone in the past uh, looking really good royal challengers of course um who who were perhaps if you like surprise contenders um chennai super kings much improved on last year um and mumbai not quite hitting their stride but you, you you wouldn't rule them out so yeah i really do hope they find a way to, to to play it but clearly at this stage it's uh, it was not practical to, to carry on and yeah arguably maybe it shouldn't have gone uh, as as far as it did and um and i think the the potentially the interesting ramifications are for i mean not just the ipl but for the international cricket calendar over the coming few months because what you know what happens with uh, india's tour to england what happens with the world test championship um, an awful lot of questions, and and then that's even before you get to the uh, the overseas players who who are now on their way home. But each of them is from a, from a country that has different rules about how long they have to quarantine, and so on and so forth. So, in a way, it's 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 really 
I think, uh, thrown thrown a lot of the international schedule into into uncertainty now. Mm. Thanks, Ben. I'm going to bring James in now. James from uh, Cricket Badger. Uh, you said you'd watched quite a bit of the IPL, James. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, I've been doing a daily podcast on it um, and having fans from India on that podcast. And I mean, it's, it's quite interesting to hear what Durrani said, because I, mean, I, I think in the same way Ben said, you know, I, I think a lot of the Indian public were having that as, a, as the one good part of their day. Um, I mean, I, I can only speak for myself in England last year. I mean, I live on my own in a one-bedroom flat. And when football came back and cricket came back, it gave me a massive lift. And I think the Indian nation needed that. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to be missing the IPL over the next few weeks. Um, and I, I, I think it was fine to carry on as long as it did do. Because when the bio bubbles were secure and everybody was feeling safe inside those bio bubbles, then I don't think there's an issue. And, you know, it wasn't until the last couple of days where we started getting regular positive tests. But once we got those positive tests and once the, the players lost faith in the security of the system and started to fear for their safety and wanted to go home, then I couldn't, I couldn't see how they could continue the competition. Uh, and the wise money would suggest that it's going to be probably in the UAE um, in, in September. They're going to try and shoehorn it in because, as uh, Ben said, you know, it's too lucrative. I think uh, that the amount of money they're going to have to pay back to people, to sponsors. And, you know, we're talking about millions and billions of pounds here. Um, the players get play, paid in three stages. They get a first third um, when the competition starts. They get the, um, to, uh, the next third at the end of the competition and then the, the final third gets paid at the end of the calendar year. Um, so two payments are outstanding to the players as well. So that's another reason that yeah, the players are going to be probably quite keen to get that in their bank accounts. Um, some of them getting IPL contracts for the very first time, whose bank accounts they thought were going to get ridiculously swelled by a, you know, two or three zeros on the end of their balance. <laughs> so, you know, there's a, there's a lot of money and a lot of a lot at stake. And I think, yeah, it's, it's very easy to say it's all about the money. Um, I mean, I love the cricket. I love watching the IPL cricket. And as Ben said, you know, there's some cracking games in the tournament so far. But the amount of money that India brings in through the IPL, um, it's their jewel in the crown. And, yeah, they've got to try and preserve that. So I can understand why they, they try to get it played and, and continue to play it. I agree with Durrani that they were overambitious. The fact that they had multi-cities um, you know, in India, even when COVID wasn't spiking, was was probably slightly ambitious and, and unwise. Um, but they will definitely try and get it played. And the the final point is that the the T20 World Cup coming up in, in the autumn, I think they were seeing this as being their their test run, their showcase, the show they show the world they could do a, a major tournament safely. Uh, and that's backfired enormously, hasn't it? Because they haven't been able to do it. And you'd have to suggest that if the if the BCCI and, and the IPL with their um, power and, and money can't stage something safely in a biosecure environment, then who can? Yeah, good point. Thanks for that, James. I'll come back to you uh, a little bit later. Um, I'm going to bring in uh, Annie Red. Hi, Annie Red. Uh, hi, hi. How are you guys? Good, good, good. So you've heard what the other guys have uh, said there. Well, what, what's your overall take on it? Uh, my take on it would probably be that I agree with them saying uh, about the fact that they were a bit too ambitious to conduct it in so many venues. Maybe they should have kept it to maybe two venues, uh, which would have been a, a much more manageable task. But uh, at the same time, uh, I also think that it was it, it's it's ridiculous amount of money that we're talking about uh, uh, when it comes to the IPL. And 
and uh, delaying it or, or uh, doing any of those things uh, just costs the BCCI a lot of money. And it's, it's not practical uh, for everyone to say that maybe the BCCI didn't, maybe the bio bubble thing, I do agree that uh, they could have managed it better if we see like how the Durrani uh, was telling about the uh, NBA and the Premier League, the way they've been able to uh, uh, make sure that the players are not moving out of the bio bubble. Those things are possible for the BCCI because at the end of the day, they are the richest sport, sporting body in the world. You know? so, so that is uh, that is a reality. That is somewhere the BCCI have failed. But at the same time, we're talking about uh, about 200 million uh, in losses uh, if the tournament doesn't go on. And, and the fact that the uh, uh, World Test Championship final is staged for June 18th of next month is uh, it's difficult to see how it's going to happen. Uh, you know, because it's it has to happen within the next month. Otherwise, it's and with the with the kind of situation that's happening here, I, I highly doubt it. Because we're having we're talking about four hundred thousand cases a day, which is uh, ridiculous, and three thousand deaths. And this is the official census, which uh, we cannot rely on. It's probably much more too higher than that. So, I agree with a lot of things that they said, but at the same time. It's at the end of the day, it's all about the money, you know. Like it's even when you look at football, uh, we're playing football today because of the money. It's not because of the fans. It's not because of any of that. It's it's because of the money, and we and they have to make the money. And these are these are businessmen who have invested millions of dollars in in conducting these things and, and making that team and paying for their players. So uh, the show has to go on, but the the way they managed it was probably probably the wrong the wrong way. Brilliant. It is. You're right. It is all about the money. Um, yeah. Thanks for that IPL chat. It was really good, actually. Thanks, guys. We're going to move on to the county cricket uh, scene now, which is blossoming as ever. Uh, the weather's going to get warmer in the next week or so, which is fantastic. And there's been some brilliant county cricket matches. Um, who keeps saying all these ridiculous people saying, oh, A, nobody watches county cricket, nobody follows it, and B, it's boring. Rubbish. Um, I'm going to kick off with Annie. Annie. Hi, Annie. Hello. Well, county cricket matters. Uh, I think that sums it up perfectly, actually, doesn't it? County cricket matters. Um, what's your take on the opening? Um, well, we've played four games now, isn't it? In the in the new style. Do, do, are you are you for this sort of no promotion relegation? Three uh, teams of uh, six conference style? or um, What's your initial thoughts of the no, early season? I mean, I am and I'm not. I think I think it's it's not as simple as that. I, I like the, the two um two leagues but um but I also I think it's a it's a it's a good way of doing it for the moment. It was good last year, it was a good um safety net last year for um COVID and, and this year it's it's um well the, the first few rounds have been incredible. Um, watching, we've uh, we've had some fantastically close games and um, fifers, hundreds. I mean, it's been ridiculous if you think it's April and we've uh, we've had so many double hundreds and fifers, and, and uh, it's been really, really fascinating. And um, what with the um, live streams as well, uh, you know, you talk about IPL and and people needing to watch uh, <laughs> watch uh, sport. Uh, I mean, it's it's been a lifeline for people like my dad. People, you know, that they, they can watch county cricket now from their homes, and um, it's it's really really good quality and it's it, um, filming. And uh, okay, you don't see it all, but it's it's been brilliant. So, 
Um, yes, I, I think um, for the moment, I'm I'm happy um, for this season for it to be like this. Uh, you get you know some wonderful clashes like uh, um, like Leicestershire are playing and Derbyshire and you know. See, I said Derbyshire then, Dan. Unlike you, who say Derby. <laughs> Just <laughs> um, but yeah, we, you know, we've had some brilliant um, games, and uh, it's nice to see Middlesex up up here as well. I'll say that for you as well, Dan. Um, so um, yeah, it's great, but um, I, I like the promotion and the relegation. I have to say, and and I think it's going to be a little bit weird when we get close you know the next few rounds when mm. when the disparity between um the top and the bottom go what what are the the other divisions gonna um be playing for once we go into first division second division third mm. division dan uh, let's move on to you then we, we won't touch on derbyshire too much um <laughs> no i mean that nicely um how do you see that? i mean are you a fan of the uh, three divisions you know, what's your take so far Yes, I am. I think it's working beautifully. I think uh, what we're seeing is we're seeing a number of sides who haven't played against each other for a number of years. But I can only echo Annie's comments regarding the, the interest in the county championship. It's always been perceived as being one man and a dog, and that's a complete myth. If you look at the numbers, Somerset have been getting 80,000 a day on their, uh, on their YouTube streams, which might not sound like big numbers to the Indian guys here, but it's quite big for the game championship here and uh your Middlesex got 50,000 for the first day and there's a real interest around the place Annie and I run a uh a podcast called County Cricket and Natters together and that's really sort of taken off and there's a real interest around there's a real buzz around the county championship and you saw games the other day where Yorkshire beat Northamptonshire by one run and uh Annie said Gloucestershire had a magnificent run chase and there's real, real interest there. And it's, it's great to see. And, you know, I'm I'm not the cricket badger, but I am a cricket badger. So uh, I think it's fantastic to see. What do you put that down to, Dan? You know, you basically say county cricket. I mean, is this is this been a sudden resurgence or do you think this has been going on for a few years or... No, I think it has been going on for a few years. I think what's helped is counties have got their their camera work a lot better and their mm. streaming action. So, you know, before it was always one fixed camera from one end. So, you know, you couldn't see with the batsman covering the, the ball uh, a lot of the time. But now they've got four or five cameras on the ground. Some counties have even got their own live commentary. I know Middlesex have where other counties are using the BBC commentary. So I think it's fa I think it's fantastic to see, but I think it's been growing and growing and growing. And uh, I think the sort of the audience has been burgeoning for a number of years. Mm. Mark, I'm going to bring you in now, our, our uh, Warwickshire man, who's uh, probably sitting quite happy at the moment, the way Warwickshire has started off, but a long way to go yet. Hi, Mark. Um, Evening, how are you doing? I'm good, yeah. Uh, beers, you can see on his T-shirt as well. Why not? Are you a fan of three divisions? This conference? What's your thoughts so far? I think it's. I think yeah. I agree with what um, what what Dan Andy was saying. I think it's a great idea, and I think it's also good for for England because if I'm a young England player, I like to you know, test myself. I mean, for example, like Bracey at Gloucestershire playing against Surrey. You look at Surrey's team for living pack for living international players, and some of the results this season has been, you know, I would say. You know, unexpected. I think 
Gloucester beating Surrey on paper. You look at Surrey's teams and say full of internationals, but they got well beaten. So, um, yeah, I think overall it's 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 really good, and and you know the entertainment we've had this season has been brilliant. I mean, I watched the last bit of the uh, the Yorkshire Northamptonshire game, and and Yorkshire that weekend. It kind of it's almost like the Edgebaston in 2005 type of feeling, you know, it had that kind of shades of it. But, you know, I think I think county cricket is definitely alive and well in this country. Um, and I, I think, it, you know, the streaming bit is also brilliant because I couldn't, uh, I thought, well, apart from me watching the Durham game, last game when we got absolutely thrashed by Durham, which wasn't enjoyable. And Mark Wood was bowling very well, but that's another story. But uh if I if I take my bear's hat off and put a you know sit on the look at it from a neutral perspective, yes, I think it is brilliant because it, it you know it gives us as us fans the opportunity to watch our teams play and um, and the commentary is really good as well. So yeah, I, I think it's great, um, and I, I also I think it's great for England cricket as well because you know it, it's it's good for young English players to test themselves against you know players with international experience. So I think overall. It's it's work. It's good. For, it's good for the fans and it's good for the players as well. Mm. Thanks, Mark. Um, Wes, going to bring you in now. I promise I won't mention Kent more than once or twice. But hi, hi, Wes. Hi. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good evening. I know you said to me, "I'll come on. I'll come on as long as you don't <laughs> keep talking about Kent." So I won't. <laughs> uh, Wes, interesting start to the campaign. Uh, I, Let's put aside Kent's problems at the moment. Uh, ha- what's your take on this three divisions? Are you a fan of this? Uh, or would you prefer to go back to good old-fashioned Division 1, Division 2, pr- promotion, relegation? I think at the moment, for the first four games, we've seen some absolutely amazing cricket. I mean, we've, we've mentioned Gloucestershire. I don't think many people would have expected them to top Group 2 with the likes of Somerset, Middlesex, uh, Surrey as well, I believe, and they've they've proved themselves. To, I think they've been quite a, an underrated uh, county over the last few years. But then, as as Mark and Dan and Annie have said, you have the likes of James Bracey, Chris Den. These sort of not necessarily unknowns, but sort of players that are perhaps just coming to to to, uh, to household names in in county cricket. And I, I think. I don't know if we'd have got this much exciting cricket like the Yorkshire North Hans game with one run because Yorkshire have typically been in in Division One, North Hans Division Two. Mm. I don't. We wouldn't have got that with the with the two division system. And I think this this sort of free almost conference system. I think you've mentioned a few times, Peter. It's allowing those teams to play each other that they haven't played uh, in in several years. I think I remember. Yorkshire Glamorgan haven't played in since 2004 or something, something silly like that. And that, that was a good game besides all the, all the snow that they got in that first round. Um, but I, I, whether I'd like to see it continue permanently, I'm not too sure. But I think for this season, off the back of last year with the, with the three groups, I think it's worked really, really well. And we'll just have to come to see in when, when all these sort of first round, first group sort of fixtures have been played and then they get into those those three divisions, what sort of impact that will have on the cricket with promotion and relegation with the, the essentially two trophies at the end as well, the county championship and the separate Bob Willis trophy, whether it's going to be the same team winning both of those or if there's going to be, uh, <laughs> whether it's going to be Essex, Somerset again, who knows, but uh, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see come, come September. Do you feel that by having 
two conference, well, sorry, three conference. I keep saying conference, but I'm going to use my American sports hat now. Um, by having this, it, you are getting players coming through now that a lot of potentially people have never have heard of before. Um, so it gives them probably a better chance to really put their, their name in the frame, so to speak, with obviously future uh, summer series that we've got coming up as well. Do you feel that's probably an advantage as opposed to, say, if you're having to keep facing Division 2 bowling all the time and you're a batsman, you're probably absolutely loving it, and Division 1 could be perhaps the reverse? Potentially, because I mean, we've seen some... I mean, I'll, I'll, say, I'll take Kent for an example, because pretty much all the teams that they've played have been sort of previously in Division 2 when it was the two-division two system, and they, they haven't done well. And these typically Division 2 teams are more... And Northamptonshire, uh, Lancashire were in Div 2 in 2019 as well. They've sort of proved themselves against those slightly better teams. And you have the names from Northamptonshire, for example, Ricardo Vasconcelos has been in absolutely superb form in the first four games, score 200, the best of 185. Yeah. Rob Keogh as well, a couple hundreds for him. Uh, you go to Glamorgan, Billy Root has got, I think, he got a ton against his brother up at Yorkshire. Um, and I think this this system could, as you say, promote some of those names that we haven't quite heard of before into not necessarily England contention, but into perhaps more of a sort of a more hype around those players, maybe into the line settlement and then eventually onto onto England. And I've, yeah, I think this setup just allows that almost sort of creates a better pathway for players to make their to make their way into uh, county cricket and hopefully around the world as well. Thanks, Wes. I'm going to bring Ben back. Uh, ben, see, Ben, for people who don't know, covers the Middlesex for the uh, ECB Cricket uh, Reporters Network. Ben, early season, uh, yeah, we've had a few weeks. As, as the guys have been saying, there's been some fantastic cricket up and down the country. I know you've watched, obviously, a fair amount of Middlesex in particular. Are you a fan of this uh, three divisions, or would you personally prefer the good old-fashioned, I keep saying it, promotion and relegation? Well, it's, it's interesting, Peter, we see that as the old fashioned system, because, of course, it's only been exist in existence for about 20 years. I yeah. mean, the old fashioned system was uh, every county at, at the same in, in the same division or same level. Uh, I think my view is let's wait and see, um, because last year you can't really judge it on last year was was sort of cobbled together as a means of getting some kind of domestic cricket program. It was regionalised. It was you know, there were no overseas players, obviously. It, it was a little bit artificial. It was enjoyable, but it wasn't perhaps a, a good example. Whereas this, I think, once we've had a full season of it, we'll see um, if, if it's successful. And so far, the indications are, um, have been very good. As, as uh, everyone else has said, there have been some fantastic games. Um, I think it helps, of course, that um, there's no uh, England cricket until June so the county championship has been able to take centre stage and of course the fact that going back to the IPL that that's now been suspended in a way that that will kind of raise you would think the profile even more I mean um, with all due respect I, I don't think there's any way um, Sky Sports would have been wanting to broadcast Middlesex against Gloucestershire were it not for the IPL being suspended um, very welcome though though that is mm -hmm. Um, so I, I think we have to wait and see and it will be interesting to see what does happen 
once we get to the the latter end of, of the season and what exactly are, are the teams who've who've not finished in the top two of their group playing for and, and what's the incentive and so on um and I wouldn't want to make any predictions about it other than I would safely say Middlesex will not be involved in that top <laughs> tier um, without question. And that's no great surprise to me. Um, and, and, you know, without going into too much depth, they have the same problems they've had for the last three years and haven't addressed, um, which is a great shame. Um, but I know uh, uh, Annie in particular won't be complaining as they've uh, thrown away uh, uh, two games against Somerset and lost them both. Um, so, uh, so, so it works out fine, fine for that. But yeah, I, I think it, it's also good that we're seeing, uh, again, as others have said, some counties who you might not have expected to start so well, um, you know, really taking advantage and others, yeah, that the, you, you might have expected to be dominating or not so far. So, at the moment, so far, so good, I think. Ben, do you feel, obviously at the moment, these games are being played with no spectators present, and of course, as we're lucky enough in the media to get in and actually watch it ourselves, but do you feel things might change with results, with teams that are unexpectedly doing well at the moment, perhaps with the pressure of a crowd, and we start getting crowds into grounds? Do you feel that will change or not? That's an interesting question, Peter. And um, I mean, I think, although we've we've agreed county championship is not just one man and a dog, <laughs> nevertheless, I think we'd also agree that the, the crowds are the sort of levels that are unlikely to make a difference mm. in terms of, uh, you know, uh, giving a team home advantage, for instance. I mean, home advantage, I think, you know, tends to come more from knowledge of, of the pitch and, and the conditions than, than anything else. Um, and all being well, I think that the plan is certainly for the second half of the summer that, that spectators will be uh, coming back into grounds. Um, so, yeah, it, it will be interesting to see. But be honest with you, I, I don't think it will be a massive factor. What would be nice to think is that, as we've said, there's been so much interest in the county championship on live streams and so on. Would be lovely to think that when they're allowed to, that uh, some of the people who've been watching on live streams will uh, will get down to the grounds um, mm. and, and, and watch the games themselves and, and maybe just help those that don't realise how good county cricket is, um, that uh, it's, it's something worth watching. Brilliant. Thanks, Ben. We've virtually run out of time. My thanks to Ben, Anurad, Mark, Wes, Annie, Dan, Darani, and James, absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Big Kickoff Cricket Podcast. We will be back in a few weeks' time. Guys and girls, thank you so much once again. And from myself, Peter Moore, take care.